This week's guest is one of the most prolific outdoor television hosts of all time. He's certainly one of the most controversial, which, quite frankly, I don't understand. And we'll get into that with him and maybe he can explain it. And if you hunt white-tailed deer, you'll want to stick around because you're going to hear some news that he has with regard to CWD. That's coming up right now. Right on the Mark, Episode 3, featuring Keith Warren, recorded May of 2021, starts right now. He has hunted all across America and around the world. Rifle, pistol, shotgun, crossbow, compound, traditional, he uses them all. He's an outfitter, an award-winning outdoor television host, and founder of America's only organization fighting to protect every hunter's lifestyle. He's brash, he's bold, he's humorous, and a bit hot-headed. But when it comes to all things God, family, country, and hunting, he's Keith Mark, and he's right on the mark. Hi, this is Keith Mark, and welcome back to another Right on the Mark podcast. And my sidekick, Josh Ishmael's with me. And Josh, you know, I've got to tell you, I'm a little giddy today. Uh, and I'm going to reveal a little personal story that, uh, you know, the viewers might think, oh my gosh, what a groupie, but I don't really care. Um, you know, many years ago, when I had the opportunity to do outdoor television, um, of course, I knew Ted Nugent, and it was Ted that got me on Outdoor Channel. And I got invited to the very first producer summit that I, as host of Macmillan River Adventures, was going to go to. And my wife, Jeannie, joined me, and I told her, I said, you know, there's only one person that I hope is here. I want to meet this one person. And it was the guy that I watched every Sunday morning as we were getting ready to go to church. He was my favorite personality on the Outdoor Channel, uh, Keith Warren. And, uh, man, we got Keith today. How exciting is that? Oh, for sure. And he's been doing this since three years before I was born. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Well, Keith actually was an apprentice under Joseph when Jesus came on board there. So, you know, Keith has been in this business a long time. And I'll tell you, and this is the greatest part of when I got to meet Keith Warren. So we did this producer summit, and I looked across the room, and there was Keith and his beautiful wife. And, you know, he was just sitting there intently taking notes and chimed in appropriately, you know. And then there were some other folks from Outdoor Channel on there. And now, Josh, you've had the opportunity to go to many of these producer summits after this one. And, you know, there's that crowd, you know, and I won't mention them, but the viewers and listeners, they know. Keith, very unassuming, and when the, uh, when the summit was over or the first break, or however it went down, I waited by the door, and Keith walked out, and I said, Hey, Keith, my name's Keith Mark, and I'm going to be doing a brand new show on Outdoor Channel called McMillan River Adventures. I love your show, and I'll tell you, Keith, he stood there, and he told me everything that most of the other producers would never share. He was giving me information about sponsors and how to do the show. I mean, he was I mean, Keith was a prince of a, of a guy from the minute I met him. And so when you think about it, when you have kind of like a guy you idolize, be careful when you get to meet him because they may be completely opposite of what they portray on TV. Well, that was not the case with Keith Warren. He was a great guy. And I think you, my listeners out there, some of you that don't know Keith Warren, stick around because not only is he a, he's a great guy, he's unafraid he'll take on the most controversial topics and and he'll give it to you both barrels you know josh so uh, i'm excited to have him on no me too he, he he pulls no punches that's for sure and to say he's almost controversial in our hunting industry 
would be a, a true statement. Yeah, and it's a shame, really, because you know he it, the, his views are not really controversial. Right. They're just pro hunting. Right. They're pro conservation. They're right. pro America. And you know, to those folks that think those things are controversial, well, that's why God gave us two middle fingers. And when we get Keith Warren on, that'll give us six between the three of us. And so stick around. I've got my now great friend, incredible outdoor personality, a friend of everything that's outdoors. Keith Warren is coming right up. Right on the Mark is brought to you in part by Hunter Nation. Hunter Nation defends all of our traditional American values, God, family, country, conservation, and our hunting lifestyle. Join the unified voice of the American hunter by visiting HunterNation.org today. Welcome back to Ride on the Mark podcast. And with no further ado, I want to welcome my good friend, Keith Warren. Keith, welcome to Ride on the Mark. Well, it's good to be here. It's good to talk to you. And uh, I'm excited about every day of my life. You know, I wake up and I think, you know, today's a special day because it's the first day of the rest of my life. What can I do? to make it special, not just for me, but for our country. And so I kind of live that way. And uh, so it's good to talk to you. You know what, Keith, I don't know if you could hear the open, uh, but I tell this story every time I'm with you or around you or when I know you're in the audience. But uh, boy, when I first started doing outdoor television, you were the one person that I wanted to meet more than anybody else. Do you remember that first meeting? I remember it like it was yesterday. I, uh, and, and I, Keith, you know, the, the thing about it is I, I was told a long time ago, treat people the way you want to be treated and, uh, you know, always be true to yourself. Uh, don't try to be something that you're not. And, uh, you know, there, and I've always tried to be that, you know, I've always tried to be who I am. And, um, you know, I just look at it. I think that the very first one of those outdoor channel things that I went to, I'll be honest with you, I went to it. Now, it was a big letdown for me. And the reason why is because these guys that I had watched on television and stuff, they were like nothing like what I expected. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, matter of fact, it was it was almost like, God bless, why don't y'all check your ego at the door? You know, I mean, I look at it, I think, we're. I'm afraid somebody's going to wake up and realize I get paid to do this. You exactly. Know? I mean, yeah. we're the luckiest yeah. guys in the yeah. world. Yeah, well, you know what, Keith? You've done over 1,300 outdoor show episodes. Is that true? Yep, that's true. I think that's more than anybody. I mean, I, I don't I don't keep track, to be honest with you, but uh, that's a – I mean, I, I haven't gone off the air since 1984. So it's like Jesus, Jack Brenningham, and Keith Warren are the same <laughs> outdoor league. There you go. <laughs> Yeah, you know, uh, I mean, 1,300 episodes, Keith, and and for those people that don't do outdoor television and have never done it, but enjoy watching it, boy, that that is uh, quite a feat because not only do you have to go on 1,300 hunts and then some to get the footage that you need to produce 1,300 shows, you actually have to produce 1300 shows which isn't easy and so i mean that is an incredible testament not only to your longevity but just to your talent well thank you but uh, i look at it as a uh, uh, successful people whether you're successful in uh it, it doesn't matter in sports or music or whatever you're successful in every successful person that i know shares one thing and it's passion they they have passion for whatever it is that they do and it's that passion that uh, helps drive them up the mountain when everybody else is going to quit. 
And uh, yep. it's that passion that no matter how tough times get, you know what, you can still make it. And so, you know, I, I think I'm fortunate to have passion. I mean, there's a lot of people that don't, but passion is one of those things that you can't get it from somebody else. You've got to give it to yourself. And you were doing 52 weeks a year. Yep, sure was. <laughs> you know, the thing that I loved about your, the thing I loved about your show, Keith, was that you were the one person that if I was going to be in a boat with for a whole day fishing trip, I, I, the way you portrayed your show, it was you, you know, and if I was going to sit in a, a deer stand or a duck blind or, you know, go on a pheasant hunt, whatever it was, I mean, your personality is such as you you come across as that person people would want to hunt with. And that's the way I always enjoyed your shows. And I'm sure I'm not alone. I bet you get and have got over the years, tons of, emails and letters from people that watch your show and just said, man, I feel like I know you. Well, that's, that's the truth. I mean, I have guys come up walking up to me at the airport or, you know, in a store or whatever that, and man, it's, I, I grew up watching you. It's like, I've known you all my life. And I think I want to be, you know, I'm, I'm straight up, man. I'm going to tell somebody the way I feel. If they ask for my opinion, okay, I'll tell them. And whether they, they like or not, they asked and, for the most part, you know, in the, out, in the outdoor world, I mean, we all consume media differently now than what we did when I started in 1984. Uh, back then, you know, there was, we had network television and cable was just kind of getting started and all. And, and now take a look at it. Nobody had internet back then. There was no such thing as Facebook and Instagram right. and digital media. Right. And, and so things have just changed a lot and, and hunters have changed a lot. And, and our society has changed a lot. And, and, but the thing about it, the core values, of, I think, being an American and being patriotic and, and, and true, I think the, those core values, they still should hold true. But unfortunately, we live in a world that it's like people live behind these keyboards and they're 10 foot tall and bulletproof bullies. And they say stuff online that they would never, ever say to your face. No. And and, it, and it's a shame. And I want to, and I'll tell somebody something to their face just as much as I'll tell it to them online. And yeah. I'll back it up. You know? And it's like, I'm not asking for metal. I'm just saying that, wait a minute, I'm going to be authentic to myself and, and to everybody else. Well, and I want to get into some of uh, what some people would say would be the controversies around Keith Warren. But uh, before we do, and uh, before we leave this segment, uh, all the times that I watched you, one of the principal messages that you always gave is that we must pass this lifestyle, this hunting, fishing, trapping, outdoor lifestyle on to the next generation. And man, oh man, have you done that successfully? How much fun is it now that you have your daughter Maddie on the, uh, on the show with you? It's so fun. I mean, my little girl, it's like the, she doesn't remember her first hunting trip, just like I don't remember mine. I mean, she was a little pup, just like I was a little pup. She grew up with a gun in her hand. You know, she can, she can outshoot most guys and she, she's, uh, she doesn't want to be quote, one of those pretty faces on television. She wants to be somebody that, that, uh, that helps more people enjoy the outdoors. You know, I tell people, you know, I'm not, I'm not an expert or anything. I'm pretty good at a lot of stuff. I'm kind of like the multi-tool, you know, I can shoot a bow pretty good. I can shoot a, a gun pretty good. You know, I can, I can do it. And Maddie is pretty good at it. I told her, I said, baby, you don't have to be the best, but you have to give it your best at whatever it is you do. And so if we, if I take her out, we're, we're baiting trot lines and catching catfish or whether we're 
hunting your, you know, nutria rats or shooting prairie dogs. It doesn't matter. I mean, we're going to have fun, whatever we're doing, because yeah, Hey, we want to pass this on to future generations. You know what, Keith, I do want to get into uh, some of the controversies, but I'm very excited to have you uh, on today because you have some news. Uh, you know, you've got some information on a very hot topic uh, in the deer world, CWD, and um, you're going to share that with us. And so I encourage my viewers to keep listening. When we come back, we're going to visit with Keith Warren and, uh, and talk about CWD a little bit later. Come right back. We'll be here. This segment of Right on the Mark is brought to you by McMillan River Adventures. McMillan River Adventures offers the Yukon's absolute best in grizzly, sheep, elk, and monster moose hunting amidst some of God's most beautiful settings. An MRA adventure should be on everyone's bucket list. Visit MRA.com today to learn more and to book your adventure. All right, Keith, you know... Uh... People like to say Keith Warren's controversial. Uh, you were on, you've been on many networks. I shared the Outdoor Channel with you for a while. Then you left the Outdoor Channel. Um, you had some principles. You thought hunting ought to be portrayed in a certain way. You wouldn't compromise. Um, you believe hunting is inclusive, not exclusive. Um, and that's kind of branded you. Um, controversial. So let's talk about that. I've always been a believer that I support all forms of hunting, period. If it's legal and ethical, I'm going to support it. Whether I do it or not doesn't matter. Uh, I believe that all hunters have a common thread that we need to look for that common thread that unites us all. Uh, we, there, there's something special about being a hunter. We are the minority. We are the, we are, and we have to realize that. And we have to realize that we live in a world of soft people that, that look at us as being like, I mean, being weird. And I guess we are weird because we're connected to nature and it's this connection to nature that connects us to our families and our loved ones. And that, that we, we can't wait to go. We're weird, man. Yeah. We're weird. Yeah. We, you know, I mean, we, we, we live, we don't live in a virtual world. We live in reality. And so what I've always done is I've always supported all forms of hunting, period. And, and, and many people in our industry, they're, uh, they go for ducks or bucks or they shoot archery or they shoot, you know, whatever it is they do. And I understand that, but you know what, that I look at it, I do it all. And I mean, I, I do it, do it all because I love it all. And I want to encourage people to, to, to get out and do it all. And so, um, that, that's one thing I've always done. It's like, you know, uh, like the crossbow. Man, the crossbow years ago, it was such a hot topic. I thought, you know something? I wanted to shoot one because I'd never shot one before. I shot it. I thought, dang, this is cool. Uh -huh. This is really cool. So I started using it on TV, and, man, I started catching crap. Oh, my God. Yeah. You know, why would you do that? It's, it's not archery gear. Yeah, but, but it's cool. Yeah, but it's not archery gear. And then all of a sudden now – advanced 25 years later and every manufacturer every archery manufacturer's got a crossbow now don't they hmm. yeah. wonder what that's about well think about this and i've said this forever keith that the two things that are going to kill our hunting lifestyle is infighting and apathy you know the bow hunters fighting the crossbow hunters fighting the rifle hunters who fight the muzzleloader hunters who fight the long range hunters you know or yeah. you know they just they don't go vote 
They don't they don't voice their opinion regarding how cool our lifestyle really is. Um, And one of the things that just drives me completely crazy is that when some hunter tells another hunter that he's not a real hunter because he doesn't hunt exactly the way the hunter voicing the opinion hunts. Uh, And that is just, that's the kiss of death in my opinion. It's the most arrogant, stupid thing I've ever heard. It's like, give me a break. I'd love for a hunt. I'd love for somebody to come up to me and tell me I'm not a real hunter. It's like, really? Have you ever crawled up the side of a mountain, slept on the side of a mountain for four nights in a row to kill a doll sheep? Hmm. I have. Is that a real hunter? I guess not. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's like, it's like, wait a minute. As a hunter, we all choose. I mean, if you want a mule deer hunt or antelope hunt, you want to drive around with a truck all day and you see one, you smoking. Good for you. I'm glad you're a hunter. Right. Okay. I want more people hunting. The campfire needs to be inclusive um, because like you said earlier, we're the minority. And if we allow these anti-hunters and make no mistake about it, they they support and breed this infighting in our own industry. And they just sit back and laugh because as we carve out and dismiss segments of our own hunting population, it's the anti-hunters that win. I'll tell you a story, Keith. Sean and I did a show um, down in Texas at a I'm going to admit it, a high fence operation. We took a Congressional Medal of Honor recipient with us uh, who had had both of his legs. uh, He lost both of his legs in service. It was his first hunt since he went through his rehabilitation. He was going through an incredibly tough time mentally and physically. And we aired that show. And I'll tell you, he told the story of of uh, the fateful day when he sustained his injuries and just his heroic efforts that led to him getting that medal of honor pinned on his chest. And when we aired that show, believe it or not, Keith, we got emails from hunters that just vilified the show. How dare us hunt high fence and that's not real hunting. And I thought to myself, Keith, who in the world would come face to face to this kid who gave so much for this country and tell him he wasn't a real hunter because he hunted inside of a fence. What's your thought on that? Uh, it's, it's sad. It's sad that some hunter thinks that they are going to be the uh, authority. The, 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 I mean, they're going to be the police and tell us what's right and what's wrong. I think, you know what, thank God we're Americans and thank God we're able to, we're free to be able to make our own choices. While somebody may want a convertible, somebody may want a hard top, but somebody, it's like, come on, does it, it, I mean, come on, they can both be sports cars, can't they? I mean, it's like, it's like, I look at the, I look at hunters and I think hunters embrace one another. That's the reason why when Hunter Nation started, it's like, it's about time. Okay. Somebody needs to look across and say, wait a minute, we're all one big family. And we need to support and embrace one another and, 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 and stop the bitching back and forth about how somebody does something. And so, you know, uh, I'm just I'm frustrated because I don't know how to get hunters to realize that, you know what, we're 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 the ones that are hurting ourselves more than the antis. The antis are sitting back loving what they're seeing now. Yes. OK. And, and so what we got to do is we got to unify and and. and and, and, and work towards it. And that's what I've tried to do my entire career. Yes. And as you know, me as well. And there is hope, Keith, because 
Um, and, and I had conversations with you early on when I had the idea of and started forming um, the group Hunter Nation. And Hunter Nation, as you well know, has grown into a force. Um, Hunter Nation was the organization that sued the state of Wisconsin to get wolves to be managed, which meant to have a wolf hunting season. And of course they fought us and we had to win it up at the appellate courts. But the end result was that Hunter Nation's efforts got a wolf hunting season uh, this past season in Wisconsin. In 72 hours, we killed roughly 112, 115 wolves, which in turn is gonna save 4,200 deer, that there will be a surplus of that number of deer in the deer woods in Wisconsin uh, this coming deer season. And, and you know, Hunter Nation, we went down into Georgia where they were trying to ban bow hunting in Michael Waddell's own home county. Uh, and we showed up at the city council level down there and beat that back. We're in a fight in Virginia right now on the issue of predator management. And Keith, this is right up your alley. We recently were in a fight in Montana. Montana, Keith, of all states, there was a bill up there in the legislature that was going to allow disabled Montanans to hunt with a crossbow during archery season. And that would include disabled veterans. And guess, Keith, who opposed the use of crossbows in Montana during archery season? Well, I won't even let you guess because I'm going to tell you. There was just a handful of organizations led by backcountry hunters and anglers, which our good friend Ted Nugent calls them the backstabbing hunters and anglers, and yep. the, tr the Trout Association, I'm not even sure what the Trout Boys, what interest they had in whether crossbows are used or not, but I'll just mark that off as an uh, anomaly. I, I don't know. But also, wait for it, drum roll. The Montana Bow Hunters Association, Keith, fought tooth and nail to prevent disabled people from using a crossbow in Montana. What's your thoughts Shame on that? on them. Shame, shame, shame on them. It's like, who the hell get, makes them the authority to be able to do that? If, if I lost a leg or if I had a son or a friend or somebody that was handicapped, that that's what the way that they wanted to hunt, why not? Right. Okay, it's just these people, they, they think they're the, the authority that, that can say, no, you can do it this way or you can't do it this way. And I think, who may, I mean, what? They must believe their own press is all I can say. Well, they're you the know, same people. I'm just telling you. They're the same people. Keith. These are the same people that fought when compound bows came into being. These are the same people that said when we went from 65 pound let off to 85 pound let off that, oh, you got to put an asterisk on those records. I mean, these are yeah. it, it, they are true elitists. These are people that think the way they do it is the only way to do it, which, you know, when I was at church this last Sunday and I looked around the pews, I saw people of all different colors, shapes, sizes, and men and women. I didn't see a whole bunch of genders, which apparently people were saying there's a lot of different genders. <laughs> I only saw men and women, but I did see different shapes, sizes, and colors. Um, but in any event, I mean, to think otherwise that this shouldn't be inclusive, what a bunch of smug elitists, Fill in the blank. 
Well, we're out of time for this episode, but Keith has agreed to stick around for more because we still need to hear what he has to say about CWD. So if you want to get updated on everything that is new with regard to CWD, come right back for part two of our talk with Keith Warren right here on Right on the Mark. The views and opinions expressed on Right on the Mark are not necessarily those of our host, guests, or sponsors. Right on the Mark is produced at Hunter Nation Studios and is the property of Bow and Arrow Productions, produced in conjunction with BLT Productions. Copyright 2021.